0: Who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America. Happy Tuesday. A big day indeed. We've got Two really remarkable guests today, Senator Marsha Blackburn. She has been fighting a extreme liberal woke agenda in the military. That's right. In places like West Point, the Naval Academy, our recruits, our future officers are getting more time spent on proper pronouns and critical race theory than maybe fighting war and winning against enemies through peace, through strength strategies. She has a lot to say about that. In fact, she tried to alter some Democratic legislation to make sure that military parents, parents whose children are going to military DOD schools overseas while their parents serve our country, are notified, these parents are notified if a child begins to undertake a process such as changing genders or getting gender treatment. And the Democrats, well, they voted that down. How about that? They voted it down. They don't want parents, including those who are already sacrificing their lives for our country, sacrificing many years of service to this country. They don't want them to even have a say over their children's decision making. I find that remarkable. And I think you're going to hear directly from Senator Marsha Blackburn. What happened on that vote? And what's the larger issue when you see what Tom Fitton at Judicial Watch found, when you see what the critical race theory curriculum at West Point and others have dug up. This is a big issue. It's been burbling below the radar. It's now bursting into full scene. And Senator Marsha Blackburn will give us the full skinny on it. It'll be a great and very important, I think, conversation. And then from last night's television show, Amanda and I had a great opportunity to talk with Carrie Lake, the former television anchor turned America first, Arizona first candidate. She is the leading candidate on the Republican side right now for governor. And she has not been shy, not been bashful about criticizing her own party's current governor about his response to the border, saying it's not adequate. It hasn't gone far enough. She would like the Arizona governor, Doug Ducey, to, declare that what is occurring at the border amounts to an unlawful invasion. And then that gives states under the Constitution emergency powers. And we're gonna hear from Carrie Lake what that's about, what fentanyl's doing, what sex trafficking is doing to her great state. And then of course it is traveling north and east and west to all 50 states. Now all 50 states have been made a border state by this administration strategy. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Before we go, I hinted yesterday that we would have an exclusive story, and we did break it last night. Marjorie Taylor Greene, on at least seven occasions since January, had to report that official congressional posters and signs she put outside her door at the House Longworth office building were being defaced, defaced with stickers that targeted her agenda. They were often placed over the word female and defaced with Bible verses, clearly targeting her faith. The comments were about her Christian faith. These posters that she put up basically declared that she believed that there were only two genders, male and female, and that people should trust the science because that's what science shows. Well, the Capitol Police got frustrated because it kept happening. So they finally put a secret security camera up and, oh, guess what? They caught the guy that did it. And no, it wasn't some person out in the wild. It wasn't some person in the public. It wasn't a low-level janitor or staffer or intern or White House fellow or congressional fellow or intern. It was a chief of staff to a veteran Democratic congressman. The congressman is Jake Ashencloss of Massachusetts. The staffer is his chief of staff, his top aide, a guy named Timothy Heysom. And Heisen was caught on the camera. Police confronted him. He didn't want to do an interview. He got a lawyer. The Capitol Police determined that what he did violated DC Code 22-3312.01. It's the statute that involves defacing public or private property. And they referred Timothy, Tim Hyson to the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington for prosecution on those charges. What they wanted was an arrest warrant, permission to take him into custody, the same U.S. Attorney's Office that prosecuted all of those January 6 defendants declined. They declined to apply the law to this Democrat after applying trespassing law and other similar codes to the J-6 defendants. Some people see a double standard in this. Some people say, well, you know, minor crime. Why waste the court's time with it? The Congressman's Office class's office confirms this happened, and they defend their staffer, although they were very careful to say that the congressman didn't know anything about what Heisen was going to do. but they basically said they don't consider this to be property and that the stickers weren't mean spirited or bullying, but her posters were that they're the real victims of having to be across or near Congresswoman Green's office and they're the victims. They're the victims even though they're guy to face the property. They called the idea that police consider this a crime, to be ridiculous, a ridiculous accusation, they said, and they're glad that the prosecutors declined it. So keep in mind: in the last week, we've now had a Democratic chief of staff accused of defacing property of another Congressperson. They weren't charged. We had liberal comedian Stephen Colbert's crew intrude in the Capitol, not once but twice, thrown out the first time the Capitol Police, caught a second time, and oh, guess what? Here's what we learned yesterday: the second time the Colbert team got into the Capitol. They were let in by, you ready for this? Congressman Atchinkloss's office. Not making it up. That is what the cops say. And Congressman Atchinkloss acknowledges they did let them in. However, they're very careful to say we didn't say they could wander around after they left our office, and they disown anything that the network crew, CBS TV crew for the Colbert show did after they left their house. But how about that same guys? So now you got a security breach by a liberal comedian facilitated by a Democratic congressman. And then, oh, Democrats made an allegation last month, signed their name to it. Benny Thompson and Liz Cheney, the Republican, who is working with the Democrats on January 6th, saying that Congressman Barry Laudermilk went into the Capitol and gave a reconnaissance tour to the bad people who stormed the Capitol. Well, Capitol Police came out and said, no, he didn't. He was never in the Capitol. And the people he did give a tour to were constituents. And there was nothing suspicious, unlawful, illegal, improper about it. The Democrats are muddying their own J6 hearings with all of these extraordinary security and honesty sideshows. A lot of people talking about that today. Unforced errors, undercutting their message. And I think there's another thing that I wrote about today. And that is that what you see with Democrats right now is a dual system for security. It's okay if they do things with the Republicans' camp and justice. Republicans get prosecuted. Conservatives get prosecuted. Trump people get prosecuted. Trump MAGA supporters get prosecuted. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be. Anyone who struck a cop or did anything illegal in the Capitol deserves what they got. But the flip side of this is, I'm not making this up, the flip side of this is Democrats are not getting the same treatment. I think a lot of people see a dual system of justice. All right, we'll probably ask some of our guests about that tonight. But first, let's take a quick commercial break here from the great sponsors and partners that we have at Just the News at John Solomon Reports. When we come back, we'll be joined by Senator Marsha Blackburn of the great state of Tennessee. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit TNUSA.com slash Just News. That's TNUSA.com slash Just News. Folks, factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved and use the promo code JustNews50 to get 50% off. That's uh, the code JustNews50 at Factormeals.com. One more time, Factormeals.com slash JustNews50. Use the JustNews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Always excited to have this next guest on. She's always on the front line of security, economy, common sense in America. She's the senator from the great state of Tennessee. Joining us right now, Senator Marshall Blackburn. Senator, great to have you on.
1: It is so good to be with you. Thank you so much.
0: You do so much to keep our eye on the security when so much of the media and the Democrats want to focus on shiny objects. But we're in a really turbulent world right now. We see China's influence in Latin America, Russia invading Ukraine, China threatening Taiwan, North Korea, of course, always acting up and Iran getting closer by the day to nuclear weapon. How do you look at this threat assessment and how is our military postured for it?
1: One of the things that we do at the Senate Armed Service Committee is to visit every year and go through a time of questioning, both in committee and then in a secret uh, level session, a secure session with our commanders for these different combatant commands, whether it's UCOM or SOCOM or PACCOM, And we look at the different regions of the world. And John, as you just said, when you look at the threats that are out there, which have increased over the last year, Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, they're basically your new axis of evil. And they are busy around the globe trying to make new friends, and China is trying to do it through debt diplomacy and the Belt and Road Initiative right. and great power competition and technology. And Russia has tried to tell people that they are mighty and strong and have this amazing army. And, of course, Iran is your, the globe's largest state sponsor of terrorism. And North Korea is trying to get into nuclear weapons. So when you look at this and look at how these four countries are trying to build alliances working with one another, it says our threats are global and they are we our hot spots are as hot whether we're looking to the east or the west.
0: Yeah, it really is amazing and the conversations really aren't equivalent here in Washington. There's just not the focus on these threats. It's really remarkable. You had a pretty amazing couple of days watching uh, the Democrats maneuver. Rather than talk about the China threat, talk about the Russia threat, uh, they were worried about things like blocking parents at DOD schools from finding out if their children want to transition genders. Your thought that uh, that's what Democrats are focused on rather than the security threats.
1: Yes, and I did. I had amendments that would, as I say, dewokify <laughs> the U.S. military. Yeah. And it is so upsetting when you hear that there is not a policy within the Department of Defense for our DOD schools. These are the schools on post. Uh, there's not a policy that would prohibit teachers from working with the child and holding that information away from the parents. Any parent needs to know if their child has asked for a change in services and it is inappropriate for any teacher to work with the child and try to help them with how to hide this from their parents. Many times you have one parent at home while the other parent is Stationed somewhere else and is not home, and we want parents, our military parents, to know that the school is going to be there to support their child and them and work through any issues that a child may be having and a change in a request for counseling or psychological, psychiatric help or evaluations.
0: Yeah, it's, it's remarkable that Democrats would stand in the way of parents being able to have a say in something that as important as that.
1: Exactly, you want parents to be in charge of their children. Absolutely. And it's frightening to think about being deployed and on the other side of the world and this taking place and you don't know anything about it right. and you're not able to weigh in and help with those decisions. And this would, and the thing is, John, we didn't just come up with this. We had it, had, it is information that had come to our attention that there wasn't a policy and that this was happening in some of our DOD schools. It is inappropriate. Parents should be informed.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think every common sense person in America would agree. And it's shocking that it got it got voted down. I mean, it is remarkable. But you're, there's this is occurring in a much larger ecosystem. Uh, our good friends at Judicial Watch, Tom Fitton, got these documents showing what West Point was being taught on critical race theory. Yeah. And then the Navy had a pronoun teaching day, apparently, on how to use the appropriate gender neutral Uh, uh, It seems to me that our military might want to focus on something more important than that. Your thoughts when you see this larger uh, uh, philosophical uh, spread in the the military.
1: You know what, our enemies, Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, our adversaries, they don't give a ripping flip (laughs) about classes on choosing pronouns or how woke the U.S. military is. The U.S. military is there to protect this country. It is there to learn how to fight, to fight wars, and to win. That is their job. That is their job. And they need to be focused on that job.
0: Yeah, it's so important. None of these other things are really going to make us any better at fighting the enemy or, or being more lethal right. or doing the things. It's um, it's, it is remarkable. Good chance that next year Republicans are in charge. They'll have inherited in Congress uh, two years of this woke doctrine kind of being thrown throughout the military from the Joint Chiefs all the way down. How do Republicans get the eye back on security, military readiness, and, and the next generation of equipment we need to win the next wars?
1: Uh, what we have to do is... Say, look, the priority is going to be the priority. You work to the mission, and the mission is to fight and to win, and that has to be priority number one. And much of that is set every year when the Senate does the Defense Authorization Act and goes through the budget process. Right. But being certain that you've got visibility into what they're doing with the money, what's being taught at military academies what the priority is going to be
0: yeah you and you really can use the purse strings right to set the agenda and stop a lot of yeah, these ancillary absolutely. ancillary issues from from being uh, indoctrinated or injected in. Uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the economy. You have been talking for quite some time about the dangers of the Biden economy. Democrats minimize it. They now are panicking. They now realize it. You had a fascinating fact that I hadn't seen done before or mentioned before, and that is that uh, with some of these new tax hikes that Biden has built into the various budgets and and plans, uh, 138,000 jobs are put at risk. Uh, How did you come to that? That's a really fascinating number and something no one was talking about
1: well when you look at the analysis from different economists as to the effect and a lot of this has to do with the energy sector um, and here is a great way to think about it because during during Donald Trump's entire presidency he removed uh, over 1,600 regulations he put in place only 22 major regulations in four years. Joe Biden, on the other hand, in his first year, did 69 major regulations. Now, when you impact the ability and the way in which a company can do business, when you mandate things that are going to increase their cost, then what happens? they have to figure out a way to cut their profits, or they end up letting people go. So when you look at analysis of what is happening in the energy sector, when you look at the loss of jobs, the estimation is what Biden is doing right now will cost 138,000 jobs. We need people going back to work. We don't need to be in a situation where they are losing their job and quite honestly as i talk to Tennesseans, they will tell you this transition economy as joe biden likes to call it it. to transition them to to as one of uh i was out at a at the moon pie festival and Mm -hmm. somebody said it's about to transition them to the poor house uh, (laughs) because they feel like they're broke all the time it's a real uh, dynamic Listen, there is, and you know there. Uh, people, by the time they they fill up the car, they run by the grocery store. They're out of money for the week, yeah. and um, they've got too much month left at the end of their money, and they want to go back like it was under Trump, where they have a little bit of money left over at the end of the month. Yeah.
0: Uh, that, that it's, it's so real. I mean, you see it when you're standing in the grocery line and the person in front, of you can just hear them wince as the cash register is now 10, 20 percent, more than it used to be just a few months right. ago. It's very real. One last thing, Senator. I know how busy you are, but I want to ask about this. You sit also on the Senate Judiciary Committee where you're a very eloquent voice. Uh, I know you're very frustrated that the Justice Department isn't enforcing the law when it comes to the intimidation of supreme court justices, even after there was an assassination a threat uh, that was was neutralized very (laughs) too close for comfort i think for a lot of people Uh, what is going on with doj why don't they want to take the steps to protect these justices
1: it has been so interesting to us to watch this you know they were very hesitant they've now taken up the issue of looking at these bombings and these threats the violence at the pregnancy centers uh, at churches Uh, they've been very slow to move forward with protecting the justices Um, you look at this White House not calling out some of these actions and these protesters and they are in violation of federal law what they are doing is a violation. And so, I, I think this has been of tremendous concern to people. The lack of respect for law and order in this regard, the lack of movement from DOJ and the FBI, and making it a priority to keep these justices safe and their families safe. This is um it is a very dangerous precedent that we see unfolding.
0: Yeah, no, it, it has a lot of people on edge, including the people in security around the justices who know that this is a very tense moment, like a bottle of soda being shook up every day. Yes. That's remarkable. Senator, it's always an honor to have you on. I really appreciate the time. I know how busy you are. We're going to stay in touch, particularly on this military wokeness stuff. Such an important news story to keep on the front burner for people. Yes. Oh. Great, great. It's great to have you on, though. Thank you so much for your time today.
1: Got it. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye now. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, a great conversation last night on our television show with Carrie Lake, the leading Republican for Arizona governor, talking about the border, what she'd like to see her current Republican governor do, not wait for her to try to win the election. We're going to have that right after this commercial break. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34-plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So... You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold,
2: Welcome back, everybody. John, right off the bat, starting off the week with a bang, doing what we do best on this show, a breaking news alert as John has gained documentation and knowledge that's further evidence of what we and many others have been talking about for quite a while a dual justice system between Republicans and Democrats. Unequal Scales of Justice, a Lady Liberty who has lifted her blindfold, especially as Joe Biden's Department of Justice operates going into year three of his presidency. John, scoop away.
0: Yeah, listen, Amanda, just a little bit ago, we have confirmed and we've gotten the actual arrest warrant. Capitol Police have confirmed uh, that a chief of staff to Massachusetts Congressman Jake Ashenklaus, a guy named Tim Heisem, was caught on security tape defacing property in the Capitol complex in the office building outside of Marjorie Taylor Greene's office. She had had signs put up where she said, trust the science, there are only two genders, male and female. And this Chief of Staff, Mr. Hyson, was caught on videotape two times defacing the posters with stickers. He was confronted, he declined to be interviewed, got a lawyer, and then it went to the U.S. Attorney's Office for a request to arrest him. So the Capitol Police believed that this met the the legal standard for defacement of of federal property. They asked for an arrest warrant, and the very same U.S. Attorney's Office that has prosecuted all those J6 defendants declined prosecution, saying they didn't want to take this to a judge. So Mr. Hysom is going to walk away without any punishment. He's still in his job. And in fact, we got a statement from the Congressman's Office just a few minutes ago saying they don't see anything wrong with this. In fact, the real victim is the Congressman and his staff because They were being bullied by these signs. That's literally what the Congressman said. I'm not making that up. That's how we are in Washington these days, Amanda. I don't know what to make of it.
2: Oh, you know what? What's the term psychological conjecture? Yeah. When you flip it around on the other side, this is the looniest version of psychological conjecture. <laughs> I certainly hope that they don't think this passes off on smart Americans, but uh, they never cease to amaze me.
0: Yeah, well, somebody knows a little bit about harassment from Democrats because some of her posters have been defaced. Is the leading candidate for governor in Arizona, Carrie Lake? Carrie, great to have you back on the show today.
3: It's good to be back. I see Trump derangement syndrome and America first derangement syndrome is alive and well in Washington, D.C. And here as well, my signs have been destroyed. Mine show a picture of me and our greatest president, President Trump. And you would not believe the amount of vandalism and destruction that uh, the left deranged people. And I even think some of the rhinos are afflicting on our signs.
0: It's just amazing. You look at this. I just want to ask real quickly because I know you talk about this, this sense in America, everyday Americans seeing disparate treatment, seeing the J6 getting the maximum uh, penalties allowed for what they've done. And then someone else walking off without any penalty. We saw it in Russia. We see it in Russian collusion. Now we see it now. Are, are Americans losing uh, faith in that criminal justice system?
3: I think they're losing faith in, in really all of the institutions. I mean, the media is corrupt. The elections are corrupt. Uh, the way their borders being run is corrupt. The federal government is corrupt. Our justice system is out of control. There's no law and order. And and that's what the establishment and swamp wants. They want chaos on the streets. And that's why I always say it. America first policies are the only way out of the mess we're in. And our policies will help make life better for Democrats, independents, and Republicans. But we have to fight this corruption at all levels. And we've been seeing it for so long. It's just ramped up, John. And you almost can predict the outcome. You, You see a court case and you see if the perpetrator is either a rhino or on the left and you go, okay, we know they're going to get away with it. And then you see January six, some of these people haven't even been charged and they're sitting in the gulags. It's, it's the saddest thing I've ever seen in this country. And that's personally why I've gotten involved and in running for governor. We've got to turn this around. And if we can just bring parity and honesty and fairness to Arizona and start individually saving our states and our communities, that's how we end up getting this country back.
2: So many people have have lost faith, like you said, in so many institutions. And we wanna talk to you about the border, but since we're talking about corruption within institutions, I wanted to ask you about a motion that you and State Representative Mark Fincham filed a preliminary injunction to prevent the use of voting machines in the coming elections. Can you update us on that?
3: Well, there hasn't been any big update. Of course, today is a federal holiday, so we don't have an update today, but we are pushing forward. We are moving ahead with this and we've got great attorneys. We now know that um, uh, Alan Dershowitz will be on the case and we are asking for a preliminary injunction. We want these, uh, they they call black box voting. It's the electronic vote counting machines that count 100% of our sacred vote here in Arizona. And we know for a fact that they can be compromised. We've seen it. We know for a fact there's no transparency. We, we know for a fact that the companies that own these won't even tell us how they really work. And yet we're trusting our entire vote to these companies. You know, just a case out of uh, uh, Georgia, this last primary. They did a hand count of a couple of counties there and they compared it to the electronic voting machine count. The electronic voting machine counts first place winner when they did the hand count was actually the third place winner. Conversely, the electronic voting machine's third place winner in the hand count was the first place winner. We can't have this kind of funny business going on in our election or we'll never have faith restored in our election systems, and it will tear this country apart. And at the end of the day, it'll end up destroying this country. And that's why we're getting involved as citizens and candidates to say, look, if we can take one method where cheating or corruption is is happening in our elections, if we can take that out because we know we don't need these electronic vote counting machines, we can do it the old fashioned way, hand counting, or there's other methods we don't need these uh, these machines. If we can take that out, that's one other way where we can prevent the cheating and uh, just the lack of security in our elections. Yeah, no
0: doubt about it. I know you're gonna also address the border when you're governor, you have a, a aggressive plan, but you look at the state right now, 15 terrorists crossed the border last month alone, enough fentanyl's crossed the border in the first half of this year to kill every American twice, according to the DEA and others. Uh, We have such a crisis. What can be done in Arizona short-term to help folks that are living on the front lines of this?
3: Well, short-term, we need our current governor to do more. I think he should immediately declare an invasion. That will get the ball rolling. State war powers, basically, we take over control of the situation and we, we need to start constructing that wall. Push back against this illegitimate president. Why are we sitting here like sitting ducks while we cede control of our southern border in Arizona to the cartels? We need our governor to do something. I know he's a lame duck governor. He's on his last you know months of being governor and, and it's a big job to tackle the border, but he's got to do it. We need to stand up.
2: Carrie, you're, let's see, what is the date? Oh my goodness, your your primary is coming up in about a month and a half. Give us an update on your campaign going into the last stretch.
3: Well, uh, early ballots drop in the early part of July. I think it's after July 6th. And then our actual primary election day is August 2nd. So we have that month of when things are gonna get really crazy. And they're already starting to get crazy. We're so far ahead in the internal polling, anywhere from, Uh, 19 to 25 points up, and and the other side is getting desperate. And I'm talking about the left and the rhinos. They're pouring millions of dollars a week into attack ads. They're rolling out a bunch of people to just throw... I'm sorry, crap against the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> they know they don't have a shot at winning and they're going to try to do anything they can to stop this train. But this train has left the station and it is cruising down the tracks and they can't catch it. So I think the grassroots understands what's going on. I'm getting the complete Trump treatment And that means I'm over the target. We're just gonna keep honing in on the issues, our border, our election, our education for our children and making sure they're prepared for the jobs of the future. And we're gonna win this primary and then we're gonna go on and defeat Katie Hobbs and take this state back and return common sense to Arizona.
0: Yeah, such an important mission. And you know, we've run a very issues oriented campaign. You really have a substantive uh, policy agenda and people are talking about a lot of the other candidates are just so in fluff there. But I want to ask you about something about parents' rights. We the, just this past week, you we saw Democrats in Congress propose a law that every time a federal survey or question is asked, you now have to ask what a person's gender preference is, including if you're kindergarten uh, children taking thing. How can you restore parents' rights at the state level uh, when these sort of things are happening at the federal level?
3: Oh, I think they're even sneaking in. I've seen a couple of forms and I wonder who approved that where you have all these different gender options. Let's get back to common sense. I don't know who's pushing this, but I'm willing to bet most of them don't have kids of their own. They don't want if you've got children, you want your kids in school learning the basics, learning actually some skills that can prepare them for the jobs that are out there right now. And we're not churning out kids that are ready to take those jobs. So This is uh, lunacy what's happening. Any sane, hardworking person is done with this. And we're going to fight back against it to bring back just some normalcy to what's going on. And the the fact that the government is getting involved and trying to push this stuff is, um, I think it's where the parents now draw the line. And that's why you're seeing so many moms and dads jump into politics because they're, they're saying, wow, I can't just sit here on the sidelines. As busy as my life is raising my kiddos, working, I have to get involved
0: involved to save this republic and stop this madness Carrie, on that note just real quick, got about 20 seconds left how can people follow you and get involved in a fight with you
3: thank you for asking john you can go to my website carilake.com k-a-r-i-l-a-k-e.com and you can see there where i stand on all of the issues i lay it out uh, I don't leave any stone unturned. We talk about things in detail, not just one sentence. Yeah. And if you'd like to make a donation, we'd appreciate that. I'm running against a, a woman who's got a billionaire, a billionaire husband. He's a 95 year old billionaire and she's pouring a million bucks a week into it.
0: <laughs> Carrie, it's always an honor to have you on. Thanks so much. We're going to be back on shortly. All right, folks, we'll be right back after the commercial break. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. find out for free when you use my code justnews at sign up you'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free so go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code justnews that's the promo code justnews at hometitlelock.com go there today hey folks it's John Solomon here today i want to shine a light on amac an organization who's dedicated to america's seniors but is vital for conservatives of all ages AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend, or a family member for free. What a great opportunity. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. Hey, check out the TV show tonight with Amanda Head and I. Just the news, not noise, 6 o'clock on Real America's Voice. We follow Steve Bannon's show on the REV Network. You can watch it on Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto Network, Channel 240. You can watch us on all of the apps, including Samsung, Samsung Smart TV app, Roku, and of course, the Just the News app. You just click on the watch tab we're always there. and The latest show is right there. Who do we have on tonight? Well, we're going to have Marjorie Taylor Greene, the congresswoman who was the victim of those defacing crimes. We're going to have Sheriff Mark Lamb from Arizona. He has a lot to say about the border. And the constitutional attorney and candidate for Illinois Attorney General, David Shostakis. He's making a lot of news in the legal world, fighting for freedom in an era where so many freedoms are at risk. Great show. We're really excited about the lineup and can't wait for you to join us tonight. All right, before we go, I always like to introduce you to new opportunities. We have a great partner. It's another podcast, and it is so well done. I really want to recommend you go check it out. It's called My First Million. It really gives you that entrepreneurial bug. If you've been dying to start your own company, create a product or service that you think can make it big in the market, well, this podcast, My First Million, is one of the top 25 business podcasts in the world, bar none. Their hosts, Sean Perry and Sam Parr, well, they've built multi-million dollar businesses, eight-figure businesses, sold them to places like Amazon and Upstart. They are professional entrepreneurs. And each week they brainstorm business ideas. You can start tomorrow. These can be side hustles that make you a few grand a month or big billion dollar ideas or anything in between. It's an exciting, invigorating podcast. If you've got even the slightest inkling that you've got an entrepreneur hidden inside of you, go listen to My First Million with Sean and Sam. You are going to have the entrepreneurial bug like you never had it before. That's my First Million on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Great show. I highly recommend it. What a great opportunity. Go check it out today. You won't be disappointed. You'll be brainstorming ways you're going to get rich just after listening to, to these two really successful entrepreneurs. Alright folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. So glad you can join me. Thanks for all you do to support Justin News by reading, by going to the advertisers and sponsors. People like My First Million or the great folks and all the different product lines and services we have. I love all of them. They make our work possible. you support them. I thank you for doing that. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. Until then, may God bless you. May God bless this incredible country. Thanks for listening to John Solomon Reports. Have a great night. God bless. See you tomorrow. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out.